0: Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. Hello, my Safe Space friends. I have Joe Flowers here today. And if you haven't heard any of my stories about how I've met Joe, well, today's the day we're about to unpack that suitcase. But right now I wanna welcome Joe Flowers to the
1: show. Well, I just wanna say thank you so much for giving me the opportunity and the honor to do your show
0: well when you're like when am i coming on an episode i'm ready to tell my story you're lucky i didn't go grab my roadcaster immediately (laughs) because i've been wanting to interview you from the inception of my first podcast Mm -hmm. so now that i have my solo one and i'm able to travel more we're actually in the enchanted willow in topeka kansas where you work out of um and i mean traveling and doing this project is one of my favorite things anyways so to be able to travel to you when you were one of the first readers when I was going through my spiritual awakening um, symptoms,
1: (laughs) I think would be a really good way to call it. I think it's more like portals. Yeah. You were finding yourself.
0: Dimensions, shedding, all that crazy stuff. But um, I was sent to you from my mother-in-law in in Mm -hmm. a very synchronistic story we'll get into later. And since then, we have evolved one of the cutest friendships I've ever had the honor of being a part of. Same here. Yes. And now I'm in your store, and I want to hear your story.
1: Okay. Well, the uh, Enchanted Willow has been around for quite some time. They enlarged their store, its own by four people, but I work with two of them, Burt Miller and Kenny, and I never know people's last names. So to him, for me, it's just Kenny. But they, he's a, the builder, and I've been here for over a couple years now, and he built me my own little room instead of being in the center of the store, which is fantastic, because I, now I have privacy for my clients, mm-hmm. you know? And it all started, I, I would say I was predestined uh, to be in this field, because I was born with the gift. And naturally my mom was not even supposed to have children. They told her she was barren. She would never have any children. And my mom and dad were married for eight, for 20 years, and by their 20th year, she had her two children. And she was told this when she was married 16 years, that by the time my mom and dad would celebrate their 20th anniversary, she would have two kids my mom laughed at my aunt because I have psychics, mediums, clairvoyance on both sides of the family. And they're both open to yeah. like talked about, honored, yeah. utilized. And, and at that time it was kind of more not too talked about too much because right away they put other meanings to it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is witchcraft. And it's not that at all. So when I was growing up, well, going back to my other story, uh, my mom fainted at the county fair. And they had just celebrated their 17th anniversary, I think either 16th or 17th. And, and my dad took her to the, the hospital and they ran a, a blood test, found out that she was pregnant. My mom being 4'11 and having a witty sense of humor hit the doctor with her purse and said, don't be doing that to me, don't kid me like that. And he said, oh, it's not a kidding, you're going to have a baby in four weeks. She was eight and a half months pregnant without even knowing it. Oh my God. I have a picture of her and her two girlfriends, and my mom was behind the tree. And I asked her, How come you're behind the tree? And she went, Because I was pregnant with you. And I didn't know it. I thought I was just gaining weight because I was eating all kinds of melons watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew, oh my whatever, gosh. blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. So, needless to say, I love the berries and the melons. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. and again, four four and a half weeks later, I was born. Your mom was eight and a half months pregnant. Yeah,
0: and did Didn't not know, know it.
1: Did not know it
0: after being told, like, "Hey, you probably yeah, can't you're have barren. Kids and you anyways. never have kids." Yeah. Yeah. Did they know why?
1: No, and at that time. I'm, I'm you know, a, yeah. it wasn't like it is now. Yeah, you know, there was no fertility shots. There was no fertility uh, clinics or anything like that. Hmm. So when they told you something, yeah, you take it to as a gospel. But two years later, True. my brother was born. And then that
0: was it. Was she able to experience this pregnancy with awareness?
1: Yes, the second one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she was like, oh, ah, yeah. I felt this. Yeah, before. And you see when my when I was born, my daddy was fifty. Okay. And my mom was in her 40s, she was 40. And two years later she was 42, my dad was 52, and my brother was born. And what's astonishing is that I lost my dad six months of him being 100. Dang. So yeah, he, he got to see his grandkids, his great grandkids, he, he was a part of our lives for a long time. I lost my mom though when she was 69. Mm. Um, and that, that hurt. But I know that she's around because I can sense it. I was gonna you say know. isn't that the best part about having yes, the gift? clear senses? Yeah. So growing up, being Mexican, Catholics, older generation, I wasn't allowed to play with any cards, any cards, not even old maids. So any cards. So going to I went to college, graduated from high school, then I went to college. And the girls thought that was so funny in the dorm that I didn't know a jack from a queen. So they taught me card games. So I got to learn how to do pitch and solitaire and gin rummy and all of that. Well, one time I was in the student union and we were playing gin rummy. I was playing with three other people. And they gave me my seven cards and I went, Slim, you're going back to Philly. You're going to get a scholarship. He goes, how do you know that? I went, I don't know. So I Put away the cards. I said, Miss Deal. And in my head, I'm going, what's happening? Why did I say that? Yeah, how did that feel when that came Uh, in? Well, when that came in, I thought, well, the first thing I said, what's going on? Why is it, what's happening? Yeah, why do I know that? Yeah. So I thought, hmm, where did it come from? Well, second deal, I looked at the girl, my girlfriend next to me. I said, you know that guy you're dating? She went, yeah, you're going to marry him. She goes, how do you know that, Joe? I said, I'm going back to the dorm. So I got up. I left the student union, went back to the dorm, called my mom. And I said, I'm coming home. Are you all right? I, yes, maybe. I, I don't know. She goes, OK. Just let me know when you get, you get here to the house. OK. So then a couple of days later, I hitched a ride with one of the guys back home. Went in front door. I said, Mom, I'm here. She goes, "We'll go to the dining room. And I'll bring some sweet tea. I went, okay. So I sat there and my little heart was just pounding. Here I am, 20 years old, and things are happening that I don't understand. So she sat down and she goes, what's going on? I said, well, I went against your wishes and the girls started showing me card games and I I see things in the cards. Oh yes, I was expecting the belt to come out. And I said, oh yes. She goes, yes, God gave you a gift. I said, can I give it back? She went, no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. She said, remember all the times you were growing up, you knew things, you saw things? You saw my dad at your school window right on the, the morning that he passed away? I said, yes. He goes, not everybody does that. And I said, I thought everybody did that. She went, no. No. She says, that's why I, I, I would not shun you down, and tell you, don't say that. So that's why when you were growing up, I would tell you, don't say anything that you see or hear to the elders because I don't want them to think that you're a witch or anything. And I looked at him and goes, but I'm not. He goes, no, you're not. This is a gift from God. Well, my mama never lied. So I said, okay. He said, but as you're getting older, I want you to do three things for me. And I said, what's that? She said, always tell the truth. Once you lie in your cards, you'll lose your gift. Always help people, no matter what. Always help them. And times at fairs, people don't have the money. I have them sit down. I'll do free readings. Because I tell them, oh, when you have a job, come back and see me, mm-hmm. you know? Because I work in the light, and I've always done that. The third thing was, she told me was, don't become greedy. Well at that time, greedy, I wasn't even reading cards. Mm-hmm. I went, okay. He says, you do those three things, you'll be fine. I went, all right. I remember the first session I read a card was my girlfriend and my whole, my whole reading was $2.50 and a six pack of beer. <laughs> we sat at the dining room table and I read her cards. See, I was practicing. But I saw things and they came true. One was that I saw this man coming out of, the, of a restroom and dropping dead, it was her father. Then I saw this woman dying and I told her, when you go to work in three weeks, says you're gonna, the first thing you're gonna hear is guess whose mom died? Well, it was my mom. And at that time I asked St. Jude, who's my spirit guide, to please take that away. I threw my cards away for about six to eight months, did not pick them up, I didn't want them, and finally somebody came to me asking, please can you read for me, just please. So I got a deck and I read them, but they took that away from me. Now, they do have a strange sense of humor. So I said, I can't see death, and no psychic in the world can tell you when you're gonna die, that's your outcome, Mm -hmm. who you, When you write your story, that's your outcome. Nobody can change that. But they replace it with laser dots. So I'll be reading for people. Now, I see like a a red laser dot on a body or a certain part. I'll tell the people, I'm not a doctor, but you need to have this checked out. And many a times, I've been very correct. So they replaced it. And like I mentioned, my spirit guide is Saint Jude. He appeared to me twice on my deathbeds, First time was when I was seven years old. I had a rupture of appendicitis. My dad had a 53 Chevy. We didn't have a hospital in Horton that could take care of me. So they wrapped bags of ice around me. My stomach was as hard as this table. And it was blowed up like, uh, just like a big old watermelon and red. And so he drove to Kansas City, to St. Marcus Hospital. And the nuns there took me in and, put, and got me a room. The doctors came, and I remember the doctor pulling my mom to the side, and says, "You need to make arrangements. She's not going to make it." And I looked at him, and that, it really aggravated me. So I said, "No, no, no." And my mom came back crying, and says, "Don't buy any flowers, Mama. I'm not going anywhere." She went. And she just patted my hand. Yeah. And they put tubes through my nose and mouth, and uh, to suck. All that poison out of my body, and all night long I heard like this sump pump. Mm.
0: (laughs) Little thingy.
1: Yeah. So when I hear my sump pump at home, I I go oh, brings back memories. Yeah. But anyway, the next day, I was still on hooked up to the machines. The following day, they took him out, and I was sitting up. And my mom said, "Oh my goodness," my dad cried. And I said, I'm okay because this nun gave me something on my pillow. And uh, my mom says, when did she do that? Because you couldn't talk with all the tubes. Mm -hmm. And I said, yesterday, last night, this other nun was in the room and she goes, what nun? Describe her. And I told her, oh, she had like these Ben Franklin glasses, real, real old, kind of the height of my mom. And she, she lifted up my hair and put this, put something there. And it was a medal of St. Jude. And I still have it when I do the fairs. It's in a little ceramic case.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: that, that's, it is now 69 years old, that medal. You've been carrying it around that long? Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, so I, I said, okay, and I told her about the story. And she looked at me, made the sign of the cross. And she said, what else did she tell you? She said, well, she said, if I believe in him and pray for him, he will always be by my side. And when he, she was telling me that, he appeared behind her. But I knew he wasn't Jesus, but I knew he was a pretty man. And that's what I told them. But he was a pretty man what seven, you know. <laughs> and So she walked out the room, my mom went after her. She says, what, what why were you startled? She says, well, because that nun has been walking the halls for decades. He says, your child was special. My mom came back and she goes, Amica, hey, what did he look like? He wasn't Jesus, Mama, like I said. He was a pretty man. <laughs> and she went, okay. Well, eight years ago, uh, out of nowhere, I had a E. coli in my system that I was not aware of, no symptoms, nothing. I got out of bed and collapsed. My husband, my daughter, my granddaughter took me to emergency. And again, the doctors at St. Francis said, make arrangements, she's not going to last. So I looked at him. I was so sick. They were taking blood from me every hour on the hour to figure Mm. out what I needed to cut this E. E. coli. It went to my kidneys, my liver, part of my lungs, never touched my heart. That's a blessing. Yep. Yeah. And that was on a Friday, Saturday night. On Friday night, I was in the room and my husband came And For some reason, when I turned 12, I could smell death.
0: Mm-hmm. And Does it smell like sulfur, do you? Yeah. It just, mm.
1: and I could smell it on me. My husband came to visit and he said, uh, I told him, I said, forgive me if I leave you. Now, knowing you know George. He has a little sharp sense of humor. And he said, I'll throw you a blankety-blank ladder. And I said, I hate ladders. He goes, learn to climb it. He said, I'm going home. You'll be fine. I said, okay. He left, but he had tears in his eyes. I thought, can he smell it? And I thought, I wondered. When my daughter stayed with me and then I finally convinced him, just, just go, go smoke, go walk around and they went okay and when they did it was about quarter till midnight this black cloud came in but i knew it wasn't harmful it was one of my dearest friends thomas that visited me and he's a wonderful healer and he said uh, he just came over me and i could feel peace when he left all of a sudden the room got to be a bright yellow and i went oh my and the portal opened, I could see it over there. Cheyenne, there's nothing to fear about death. The colors over there are just brilliant. It hurts your eyes. They're so rich, so brilliant. I saw my mom. I saw my dad. saw some of my animals, other people. But I saw St. Jude. And he was coming to me. And I said, I'm going to go. I'm leaving. I was so happy. Kind of just ecstatic mm-hmm. because I was going to go through that portal. And I said, okay, I can do it. I started, I could feel my body lifting. And damn it, he put his hands on my chest and pushed me down. I was so angry, so disappointed. Have you ever felt peace like that,
0: like on earth? No. Like it really was what they all say it
1: is. Yes. it is, yeah. And uh, so... uh, as needless to say, he left. I went to sleep. I woke up the next day. Um, uh, everything that hit my body was gone. Uh, one of the doctors came and he goes, it touched most of your organs, but not your heart. You're very lucky. And I told the doctor, I said, no, I'm blessed. But for three months, I was pissed because I'm still here. Mm. I was doing a reading for one of my girlfriends and. She says, "Good reading, Joe, as always." But deep down, you're a little mad. I said, "No, I'm not mad." She goes, "Yeah, you are." I said, "No, I'm pissed." <laughs> and she started laughing. Okay, Joe, you're pissed. I said, "Yes." I said, "I had a chance to go over there." I said, "You just don't realize the peace. And she goes, "And what stopped you?" "St. Jude." Well, you're not done. I said, "I know," but I still wanted to go. But I got to do what I have to do yet. Mm-hmm. So. Like I said, Saint Jude and I are very close. I go visit him in, in Chicago. The only time I missed him to go see him in the shrine is in 2020 because of the pandemic, and 2021 still because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go. I went in 22 and went to go see him, and they have a national shrine of Saint Jude right in the barrio of South of South Chicago. Oh wow! And it's so neat because when would you be come cool. out, you can smell the the tacos, the carne asada, the Mexican <laughs> music, I mean, it's just neat, but you could feel when you walk in, you could feel the reverence- mm-hmm. so three years ago, I you know, see that was in 1919 yeah 2019, uh, I have people that call me and said, are you going to go see Saint. Jude I want you? can you light a candle?" I said, "Sure, I lit forty eight candles for people i don't I don't take any money from that. I light them for them mm-hmm. And uh, they have a big room. They used to have real candles. Well, it got so hot in that room that now they have that, uh, you know, the little switchy turn them on, the little nightlight oh, yeah. candles. Not as hot. Probably not. No. Or hazardous. No, no, and not hazardous. So I'm planning this year, God willing, to go and go visit him again. And this is in Chicago uh, in that Chicago. you can go
0: see his
1: shrine? Na- National Shrine of St. Jude. Really? Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah, it's uh, like on East 190th Street. Uh, Yeah, it's just like I said, right there in the barrio. That is so interesting. Now I'm wondering if there's a Saint Christopher
0: and a Saint Anthony one around the world. Oh, there probably is. I mean, I'm sure there is, right? But I never, I never thought about it till this time because I got a necklace when I was younger. It was a Saint Christopher one. Oh. And they were like, I'm a big traveler anyways but they're like keep this they're like keep this around your neck my little Mm wonderless fever wherever (laughs) you go like take this pendant and i actually still have it hanging above my bed at home Mm -hmm. yeah and then i just lost a couple rings last week saint anthony's and saint anthony sent monroe to my backpack Mm -hmm. and she ran and she's like mama i found your rings
1: (laughs) and i was like thank you that's the second time he's found my rings too he's good for uh, finding rings saint joseph it's good for selling houses. I don't need a house right now, but I will remember yeah, that. He's good for selling a house. But you you gotta get the statue and you take it out and you bury him face down, looking at the street or the driveway. Hmm. And then when you sell your house, you dig him back up. I tell people don't put it in the yard because you forget where he's at. You know. <laughs> you put him in a big old potted plant and then you take it out, dust them off, and put them on a a tabletop or a mantle. When you have family issues, you just hold him and ask him to help.
0: St. Joseph, Mm -hmm. very interesting. I don't know my research on him, so I feel like I'm learning today. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other saint
1: knowledge you want to drop on us? Well, St. Michael, the archangel, the very protector, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially for firemen, anybody in law enforcement, things like that, but he's a good protector. Uh, saint Rapha- archangel raphael he's mm. a wonderful healing angel he carries a, a green light he's one of mine yeah he's a wonderful healing angel
0: i have a friend she's a reader she's very in-depth and um she's like i'm pretty sure like i lived a past life with saint michael she's mm-hmm. like i i don't know she's like the way he talks to me, the way I talk to him, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, I swear we've had a past life together. <laughs> I'm like, I can't really confirm that, but mm-hmm. she's like, I just, I love all of the saints, mm-hmm. she goes, but I really love St. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. And I was like, okay,
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I remember going to one fair in Nebraska. Oh, this is, I've been doing this 57 years this November. <sighs> Congratulations. Uh, thank you. If somebody would have told me I'd still be reading cards at this age, I would have said, no, you're crazy, but
0: I enjoy it.
1: It's my gift.
0: I guess I should have mentioned this prior is that you don't read like off tarot or oracle cards. You read
1: off of like playing cards. Walgreens special. Yes. (laughs) Take the jokers out.
0: Yeah, take the jokers out. We don't need them. But that was what was most fascinating to me when I met you and when my mother-in-law mm-hmm. sent me to you. She's like, she reads off like playing cards. Yeah. And I was like, you can do that?
1: And she was like, you, yeah, yeah apparently. Was, yeah, that was my niche. Yeah. You know, so I'm going, okay. My girlfriend, one of my girlfriends gave me a beautiful deck of gypsy tarot cards. hmm Beautiful. And they're not cheap. Mm-hmm. So she put them on the, t- on the dining room table. That's when I was still living back home, single. And she said, what do you see? What do you see? I said, really nice colors, beautiful illustrations. She looked at me and goes, just give them back. I'll make a collage out of them. <laughs> I went, okay. It's not my niche.
0: Yeah, so you don't do any of no. like those, but you see
1: images in your, what do you call third my eye, playing, your mind's my, eye. My playing cards. While you're yeah. looking I see at like, it. Uh, your chapters, certain mm-hmm. chapters. That's so interesting. One time, uh, we were—I used to play darts. A long way, right after I met George in '94, so we were at our local tavern, and this gentleman was uh, sitting at the counter, and I kept looking at him. And George goes, "Psychic stuff?" I went, "Yeah." He's "Well, go talk to him." I went, "No, no, I don't know him at all." And he said, <laughs> George just gave me a look. And I said, when I go to the bathroom, I gotta buy, you know, pass them out, i stopped stop then. Okay, I was on my way to the bathroom, went right to the bathroom, did stop. <laughs> they have a big mirror on the wall and I'm going, You're a psychic. Open the door. You need to tell them what you feel. You're a psychic. You're intuitive. You're a medium. So I'm talking myself into this. Mm-hmm. So I opened the door and I said, Hello. He goes, Yes. I said, There's I said, I'm a psychic medium. And he goes, oh, my grandma used to read cards. I was like, oh, thank God, didn't you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So I went, I was so relieved. And he goes, yes. I said, you're in a in a in a high stressful business. And he goes, yes. I said, but you lost someone. I said, you know, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. You could have done nothing about it. Well, he was my partner. I said, you know, you're a cop. I said, oh, you're a narc. You're doing some investigations and he goes uh, what if I was doing a sting right here I said not at this bar <laughs> <laughs> no I said nah. and he said uh, you, you lost your partner I said he, he killed himself he goes yeah I said wasn't your fault he had demons mm-hmm. going he had so many other things in his life going and then I told him I said he passed and I told him how many people were waiting for him he goes thank you so much I said well I said you're going you're gonna be doing a raid right and he looked at me, and he goes, yeah. I said, five of you going in? He goes, yeah. All five going in the back door? Yeah. I said, don't do it. Send two in the front, three in the, in the back, because there's a guy behind a tree with a gun. He won't shoot the first two, but he'll shoot the third one. And the third one has blondish hair, light hair, or maybe white hair. And you go, blond. I said, send two in the front, and three, you, you three in the back. Count like to whatever count you want, and say that's when the, they come in, and they'll find him. I see him behind a tree. Okay, I said, Okay, well, I'm done. That was it. That was a message. Great right. transmission there. cut. Bye. Yeah, I said, Thank you so much. Have a good day. <laughs> so I went up, didn't think nothing of it. How about six months later, we go playing darts again, and I go in there, and got, George said, Isn't that the guy you talked to last time? I said, Oh, yeah. And I went up and said, hey, how you doing? He goes, yeah. I said, oh, how are you? He said, yeah, you're the narc. Again, you're going to ruin my sting. I said, not at this bar. <laughs> and we laughed. I said, how did it go for that raid? He goes, man, my guys thought I was crazy. I said, why? Because I told two go in the front, count to three, we're going to count to four, and we all go in. I said, what happened? He said, it wasn't a tree he was behind. I said, oh, Okay. He goes, it was pallets. Oh, okay. And I said, said, it's wood. It's wood. I said, sometimes, you know, I don't have clear signs, so it's wood. And he went, yep. And he says, and we're okay. We got them. Wow. He said, do you see anything else? I said, no, I don't see anything else right now. You're okay. (laughs) It's clear. Coast is clear. I had the last psychic fair. Mm -hmm. I had these two ladies walking around, walking around. They stopped at my table, and I what I do you know and she goes well we're walking I said no go keep walking around and the person you feel like you have a little connection with Mm -hmm. that's who you sit with oh okay I kept walking about an hour later she goes I'll get a connection with you I'm gonna sit down I said okay sit down please and she called me three weeks ago almost yelled in the phone she says oh my god Joe if you were here I would give you a kiss you were so right and I got my baby back her baby was a GMC We all have our babies. Yes. And I said, really? He goes, yes. I took it to the mechanic. I said, look, this psychic told me that there's some wires tangled up, and there's three wires that's making this car not start. They were in the glove box, in the corner. He never checked until then. The car's running. Perfect. I look, oh, my goodness. I said I might not be completely accurate, but I kind of give you about about face of what I see. I said Joe, you saved me money. It was only six hundred instead of twelve. My car is running. I'm so happy. I'll see you in July. I said, well, thank you for the warning. Yes, you know. <laughs> so I love feedback. Even though as long as I've done it, I love the feedback.
0: I like the feedback too, um, especially because I I always say I'm playing Pictionary with probably my higher self and your higher self. So I get to see pictures in my mind. And then I also get to like hear voices in my right ear, but it's like frequencies trying to line Mm -hmm. up. So sometimes it's just like, sorry, you're going to have to give me a minute. Like, what, what are we saying? And like one words will come in and then sometimes phrases Mm -hmm. will come in, however it goes. Um, And mine are compatible with the cards. So I use a mix of tarot and Oracle, Mm -hmm. Um, but Ever since I met you and I picked up tarot, I started randomly like going in and being like, okay, so like what does eight of Eight of clubs mean mm-hmm. compared to tarot? Like what am I looking for in here? And maybe one day I'll pull a whole deck of cards out and just be like, all right, what is she saying about these <laughs> damn things? <laughs> I <laughs> but I know. mean, I know they still have their meaning, but I think it's so cool that you're looking at them. And I mean, I've had plenty of readings from you too. And the stuff that you pull out, I'm like,
1: uh, mm-hmm. how? Yeah, you know, like there's People no have other asked way. People me, "Can you do classes? You know, can you teach?" Well, if I knew what the heck I do, I would. Yeah, but it comes from within. That's you very You know, sometimes true. I'll say things, and after the lady leaves, a lady or men leave my table, I'm going, "Wow, what the heck was that from?" So I just and I've done I just that say, too. Thank you, Saint Jude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's my I'm god. I'm always like,
0: I'm a channel. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be as humble as possible about it. This is not something that I was like, oh, I strive. To be psychic and I strive to go out of the traditional norms Mm -hmm. and go and like make this be a habit. Like Mm -hmm. I had things happen to me like you did from a very young age where it was so undeniable to me. But since I was the only one having the experience, everyone else around me was like, okay. Like since they Mm -hmm. had never experienced it, they really didn't know what to do about it. I went home around the time that I had my spiritual awakening multiple times just to talk to my mom. Because I had known that like our side of the family was Mm -hmm. supremely Catholic. So I just assumed that there was a suppression of gifts on my side. Mm -hmm. And then I could go to my dad. And he always talked to us about intuition and like spider senses Mm -hmm. in our belly. He's like, you know, you listen to Mm -hmm. your gut. If your gut tells you to get out, you get out. So we were really good at being trained on intuition Mm -hmm. and just awareness from his side. But then my mom pulls a story out one day that I don't know why she waited so long to tell me. But she said that my grandma Ruth... Um, used to like see stuff and hear stuff and when she somehow brought it up to the church um, they were they told her it was all demonic and like to shut it down oh yeah you know so she was scared because of what the church told her and Mm -hmm. then she was like she disregarded anything that was talking to her anything so when I started really like honing in on even like the synchronistic dark night of the soul part Mm -hmm. of my story and then just being like is this is it real? Like, I really saw them. I can see. I have been seeing the whole time. Well, and 12 stories could pop in my mind right now mm-hmm. where I'm like, I can't disregard any of those. No. Like, I really can't. So then I started going in, and I was, like, trying to, like, bridge spirit and science. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's, let's meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, let's figure out, like, how frequencies link up, how, you know, raising your vibration. They'll come down and meet you and all of that. Because, like, you... I mean, St. Jude really is, like, always with you. Yeah. You know, all the time. Yes. Just, and you're always, you know, maybe in, like, 56 years I'll be like you too. (laughs) But, like, right now, like, I'm still in a very investigative mode about it. And that's good. Well, it is, but it's also, like, I don't want to shut down my right brain Mm because that's where it all comes in. So if I get overly logical about it,
1: I will actually
0: actually have to go take a couple breaths because it's almost like my masculine side of me
1: is taking over me too bad, and then it doesn't come in clear. Yeah, I tell people you cannot second guess yourself. Yeah. You cannot question what you say. You let it come because it, it comes from within.
0: Or not be insecure when you're wrong about yeah. the vision.
1: Because I think so many
0: people have this thing where like psychic mediums like have the winning lottery numbers. No. you know? If they, the psychic psychic they did lottery numbers, it
1: wouldn't be a lottery. I started know? that
0: with my readings because yeah. my readings, I just call them like channeled messages. For mm-hmm. instance, um, I, uh, I have passed on people, write messages out to their loved mm-hmm. ones for me. So I was actually in Reiki class a couple weeks ago. Um, one of the members in there had just lost a loved one that was very painstakingly Mm. close to their heart. And we were actually learning the emotional key, Seha key, that day. Mm -hmm. So that was just, Mm. it was a very heart-wrenching class. She came in very vulnerable, told us about it. And, like, I just started... I call it like a cloud, like mm-hmm. when this cloud, like I'm, I, they're wrapping me up in a bubble almost because they're about to start talking to me and I can feel it and I was like, is this happening right now? Mm-hmm. You're like, is this, okay. So I was like, I'm I'm just gonna let it go. Like I'm go. not gonna judge it, whatever it comes in, whatever comes in. And I started hearing this guy talking and then I was like, am I really hearing that? Damn it, quit second guessing it. Like you've, you've done this before, yeah. just let it come in. And I mean, she's powerful in her Mm -hmm. own right. But you know, like everybody's grief takes you down, and you're not able to connect with your loved ones at the time, no matter how great your clear senses are. So I was like, I understand why he's coming to me because I'm an outside observer of this situation. Yeah, objective. Yeah, really objective. So um, she's telling the story of like what all this is doing for her, and I just finally grabbed my notebook and he just starts writing her a letter and everything that she is saying, Mm -hmm. he's responding to over and over and over and over. So then I put the letter up and we're like, we're just gonna do like a little bit of breath work and yoga and center Mm -hmm. ourselves back together again. And then in the middle of yoga, he walks over to my ear and he's like, I'm not dead. (laughs) I was like, and this guy's actually not dead yet. He's Mm -hmm. in a coma and they're going to pull him off life support Uh soon. His spirit came. So his spirit was all, Mm -hmm. like, all over his kids, all over her, all that stuff. And, like, she was wise enough. Like, he would come and sit and, like, pull on her arm like he used to. So she, I felt... Very insecure giving her the mm-hmm. message because I was like, I don't know if this is actually going to push you over the edge or if this is going to help you. Because there were so many questions yeah. going through her head that yeah. she's like, now he's gone. I'll never be able to know this. Yeah. How will I be able to let go of this? How's this closer? Like, I could hear her rattling around in my head, mm-hmm. and then he's over here giving me mm-hmm. the map for her. Yeah. So I grabbed the notebook again, and like when I channel, like you can't get mm-hmm. in the middle of it. It's just going. It's just going. And it's not creepy in those movies where you take the paper away from the no, kid and they start clawing no. with their nails. I hate that. Oh, I it's do literally too. like, do not, and no, it's, this isn't me, this isn't me. But I'm like consciously there. Um, so then I was like, do you mind if we take a break? I was going to wait till the end of class. She wasn't going to make it to the end of class. And, um, I said, I have a couple gifts that I know you're aware of. I said, some of them just kind of come online when they want. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, or when they want it online. Um, I said, so these are for you. And I, none of that makes any sense to me, but apparently it all makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. So then she started reading through it and she was just like, I know you have a gift. Like, I know you do. She's like, but how? Thank you so much. Yeah. And then, it like, it really helps people. It really does. But it, there is an insecurity, I like, especially for me, for my upbringing too. Like, I have a family that doesn't believe in it. Like, mm-hmm. well, I have multiple sects of family, but the one that I love being around the most, they're a really great religious influence. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not believe in any, any of that work at all. But my grandma will happily believe in it because Mm -hmm. when her mom died, she came to me. Yeah. So then when my grandma was on her deathbed last December, like we went and they were like, you better say goodbye, like we don't Mm -hmm. think she's gonna make it. And I said, well, if you're gonna die, I guess I should tell you the story so you know how to come back to me just like your mother did. And I told her the story. She ended up pulling through, she's great. Mm -hmm. And she was like, why didn't you tell me that you saw my mom when you were younger? And I said, oh, well, you know, I told, my parents, and they were just like, yeah, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not gonna go tell everybody at lunch that yeah. Grandma Walker came to visit you. Because they just justified it as, that was my first exposure to death, so that's mm-hmm. just how I processed yeah. it. And I was like, no, that always stuck yeah. with me. Especially the fact that she came back to me and what we buried her in. I was like, she likes what you buried her in because oh, yeah. she, she visited me. When I me see my it. mom, it's,
1: it's uh, what she was buried in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I she comes, comes to see me, I smell cotton candy. That's nice. You know why? I can't because think of
0: what that one is called, but I actually used to have that one and it's been shut down for about over a year.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I've always smelled cotton candy. I lost my mom when I was 30. Uh, it's going on uh, 46, yeah, 47 years she's gone. But when she's around, I smell cotton candy. And the reason is the fondest memory, one of them that I have is when we'd go to the county fair and we always dressed up. And my mom always had dresses on me. My uh, brother always had gabardine slacks and a shirt on we were always dressed up hmm and before we we lived three blocks away from the fair so right before we go home we had a choice of snow cones or cotton candy I always had cotton candy me too and I loved it and I loved the smell of it and so we could go home walking and if we got dirty and sticky nobody saw us so very true, yeah. so
0: your mom was like, I need you to be clean yes, at all times yes, in public.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she always instilled on me, if you go anywhere, look nice, be presentable. Mm-hmm. So I always do, as you know that. <laughs> yeah. You are a rock star. <laughs> I always do. Absolute rock star. And, uh, so when I smoke cotton candy, I go, oh, mom's around. You know. I love good, that. Yeah, gives me good memories. My dad has been gay. Yeah. Because he worked for the railroad. And at that time, he was 50 when I was born. So, yeah, Bengay was his cologne. Wow. Because he rubbed it on his shoulders. That's funny. And my on his neck.
0: My father-in-law uses that. So, my husband uses it because it's nostalgic. He's mm-hmm. like, that's what my dad smelled yeah. like. That's what I so want to So, when I use. smell that,
1: now. I'll use Bengay myself. And it's, it just brings good warm memories, you know. I went in a Nebraska Fair one time. And they had this... Side, this psychic had this wheel, a wooden wheel with, a, you know, where it would click and stop at a certain saint. And I was inquisitive, because when I go to fairs, I look, I look around. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, this is interesting, being Catholic. I said, this is interesting. Are you Catholic? He goes, yes, ma'am. I went, oh. He goes, spin it. I said, why? He goes, I just want to see where it lands. I said, okay, I spent it on St. Jude. Okay. I went, huh. I smiled. He goes, hmm, that's a first. Usually it's other saints. I said, yeah, I said, we're buddies. He goes, really? And I knew he doubted me. Mm-hmm. I said, can I spin it again? Sure, I spin it again. Landed on St. Jude, click, 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 boom, St. Jude. I said, want me to try it one more time? He goes, if it comes a third time, I'm giving you a hug. I went, okay, so I did it. came up the third time, St. Yes. Jude. He got up, gave me a hug, he goes, You have a direct line to him, don't Mm -hmm. you? I said, yes, I do. I said, I've been blessed. And he went, wow, he just shook his head. I've never seen that guy again. (laughs) I don't know what happened to him. Right, you got to taste your magic one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen him again. I look for him thinking, I wonder if he ever show up. But I've never seen him again. Hmm. That was when I was in my 30s.
0: What got you into fairs? Was it just wanting to go no, and read an astrologer? Audience?
1: A good friend of mine, he did a chart for me. and He goes, do oh, you, you know you're intuitive, yeah? You know you could be a real good reader." Yeah, why aren't you? I said, "No, nope, I just do it for special people, just for friends." Goes, but you could be this. The tables at that time were real reasonable, and he goes, "Mary Briggs, rest her soul, in Wichita is doing a fair." Let me contact her, and she can put you I said, no, 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 it's okay. No, 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 no. He says, oh, come on, Joe. I went, no, 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 no. no." And this was in 1990. And I said, no, no, that's okay. Well, he called me and said, Joe, you got a table for that weekend. Just had money for your gas in your room. I went, okay. My heart was just a pounding. Yeah. You know, I had a table. He paid for it. Let me set up. I walk in. I said, are you Mary Briggs? I'm Joe Flowers. <gasps> Daryl told me all about you. I have your table. Come over here, and sit down. Well, the first Pharaoh was nobody. And all these other people were staring at me. That's when I met Thomas. I went up to him. I said, hi, my name is Joe Flowers. What's yours? He goes, Thomas Nolan III. I said, well, very nice to meet you. I said, what do you do? And I sat down. He, he said, I just was kind of just assertive. <laughs> And he's a Scorpio. (laughs) I just plotted myself down and got to know him. That's when we became friends. I got to know Dennis and Cindy Smith. Mm -hmm. I got to know Bonnie and, and Gary. So we were all the oldies. Never had nobody at the first fair. Second fair, and I took my own food, just in case, and I took my extra money for gas. Went to the room, just stayed in the room, no social. Didn't know anybody. It was in Wichita. So the second fare, one person. I went, well, you know, $15. $15 is $15. -hmm. So I used that for gas, and I got me uh, a cheeseburger. I I didn't eat my cold burritos, so I just (laughs) got me a cheeseburger. Woo-hoo. I made enough for lunch. The fifth fare, finally, I had five people. I took myself to a Red Lobster. Yes, you did. I had me the Emerald Feast. I drove home that night, sicker than a dog because I just <laughs> a gluttony. Yeah. I had to lower my jeans down, unbutton so drive. and I drove. <laughs> oh, I, I told St. Jude, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I celebrated, and that's I guess was bragging. And I'm so sorry, I'm not gonna ever do that again. And I never had. <laughs> no, the next fair I started going more and more and then to the place now where people know me and i just been consistent, you know. And uh, I was $15 for about 10 years and I was, no, yeah, 10 years, $20 for 45 years and I just raised my prices at this last fair. Yes, you did. To 30. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it took me a year to yeah. convince myself uh-huh. because this is a gift from God, like my mom told me, not to be greedy. Because mm-hmm. in in my in, throughout my tenure of being in these fairs, I've seen really good psychics get a really good following, and they get full of themselves, and they start jacking up the price. If you're going to work in the light, be true to yourself. If you're going to work in the light, this isn't a job we're supposed to be helping people. Mhm. You know, I make enough money to take my husband out for lunch, breakfast, you know. I'm happy. Mhm. So, God has blessed me. Saint Jude has blessed me.
0: Yeah, I'm getting ready to do a fair this weekend and they asked me what I was going to charge and I said, "Oh, I'm charging $20." Just like my friend, Joe, <laughs> I was like, in about 20 or 30 years, mm-hmm. I'm jacking up to 30. <laughs> yeah.
1: I had my last client, and it was, I mean, my, the last fair we had in Wichita. Joe, so 30? I said, yes, that's my comfort zone. Was not mine, and I made a lot of $40 reading. Yeah. And, they, I, and I felt. They will tip you. Yeah, and I felt kind of, uh, And I heard in the back of my voice, take it. It's their generosity. Mm-hmm.
0: You have to receive with gratitude. Yeah, 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 I have
1: to respect them, Mm -hmm. you know. But I've never been in it for the money. And the ones that have been are no longer readers.
0: Yeah, I uh, had a video I haven't read pop-up yet, Mm -hmm. but it was a lady that was like, um, this is how I lost my spiritual gifts. And I need to watch it to see if, you know, maybe she misused them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I have heard plenty of stories of people who have just been excellent with working with the light and then their human desires have overtaken it and misused it. And then, you know, thank goodness that the plug gets pulled Mm -hmm. on it, but it's also really sad because they lose um, their gift. Well, they do, but I think it's just an important thing to talk about Understanding that just because you work for the light, you can still be infiltrated by all your human desires and all the things that you want. Or even, you know, whether it's feedback or just being so grateful Mm -hmm. for you. Because um, with psychic mediums, like you have a sight that normal people in their everyday life don't have. Everyone Mm -hmm. has intuition. We all have that voice in the back of your head that's like, your keys are on the counter. You're Mm -hmm. not getting that far. You know, it's just whether you listen to Mm -hmm. it or not and build it. Um, I know, like you said, it's on both sides of your family, and the veil was open, so to mm-hmm. speak.
1: And I was born with a veil.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, very that's interesting. That's super interesting. And yeah. a, and I understand why your mom was
1: like, we don't want people to think you're a witch. Like, yeah. all those... And being Mexican, that, you know, they, they think of that. Really? Yeah. The brujia? Yeah. Oh, I've always just thought it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I love...
0: I love anything like religious, theology, mm-hmm. occult, as a, like, whatever, you need to label it. Um, but I'm honestly so fascinated by other cultures because of the way that religion had taken people over. Oh, yes. And depending on like where you're at, they mm-hmm. were just like, No, we have to burn everything of yours, and you can only believe in this. No. And then when they got to Mexico, they were like... Okay, we're gonna keep all of this <laughs> and we'll do this as well yeah and the the combination of all the different religions, mm-hmm. even though it's like like I recognize the Saints, I recognize a lot of the Catholic rituals but I'm still like well what else are you doing over there yeah you know I love the people that open up and want to teach me about it because I've only studied the war in the history of how oh. this what this has become your religion mm-hmm. but I'm never gonna come up to someone's grandma and be like do you know that you practice this religion because in 400 BC yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to do that but I do find it fascinating that I mean, my, my religion was given down to me from my family as well. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one of three kids that actually wasn't baptized. And I always thought from a very young age that there was a reason that I got to go into different churches mm-hmm. and pick mm-hmm. and kind of figure out like, well, what are you guys doing over here? What, Why do you guys hate each other? Why are you guys reading out the same book and being mean to each other? Yeah, Like, what's going on over here? And I was always so curious. Bible studies, vacation Bible studies, like all mm-hmm. of that. I am well-versed in the Holy Bible. That is neat. Yeah, and I really do enjoy it. Um, and there was a rebellious part of me that started reading it so I could use it against people who thought I didn't have Jesus, oh. <laughs> you know? And when I think like, I know that um, I have a lot of saints with me too, but mm-hmm. Jesus was in my passenger seat multiple times in my younger years absolutely and I mean whether it was just me projecting it I still to this day believe he was always there because I used to talk to him all the time and I I would just like giggle and I'd be on a country road driving with my knee with the windows down Mm -hmm. like immortal as I could be in my 20s and I would just giggle and I would be like they think I don't have you like, you're in my passenger seat. I talk to you every day. Mm-hmm. You're the only one I can talk to about this because they're so condemning and judging and they're so scared and worried for yeah. you. And they're doing all these things out of acts of love in a weird way. And then I'm like, but I I have you, mm-hmm. which is so great. Which brings me into my story that I want to brag about you on. Okay. Because this is, this is like your perfect personality, but it's the first time that I met you. Mm-hmm. So I was like... <gasps> All right, talk to me like that. (laughs) Okay, so I'll speed up the story again where I got sent to the Holistic Fair. Uh Um, It rotates every couple months, so my mother-in-law was just like, yes, she comes in from out of town, she's only here for a certain fair, like... I don't even know when it is. And we look it up in the fairs that weekend. So I'm I'm already on board with synchronicity. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. You know, and even in my head, I was like, this is another piece to my puzzle. Like, this is this is going to make the other things that have happened the past, like, six weeks, make more sense. Maybe she's either going to tell me, like, hey, you're having a psychotic breakdown. Go get help. <laughs> or she's going to be like, yeah, baby, you're having a spiritual awakening. And your gifts are coming online. And it's super terrifying because, like, all five of them are just lighting your ass mm-hmm. up. So I was like, I really can't wait to meet this woman, but I'm terrified because, well, now this is my realm. Like these are my people now. Mm-hmm. But back then I was like peeking over the horizon
1: line. Yeah, peeking like, over the fence.
0: Do you guys have cookies <laughs> over there? <laughs> They're getting mean over here. Um, so I go and I sit down for my reading And, I mean, you are supremely confident in your gift, which after 56 years, (laughs) I think you should be. But the way that you act like a poker player sometimes when you're about to give readings on your intro, you're like, okay, go ahead and shuffle those. So I'm shuffling them, and I'm like, I hope I'm shuffling these right. Like, I hope I'm putting the right energy (laughs) in them when I give them back to you. And you go to flip the card, and you go, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I was sent to you. And you're like, by who? By who? And I was like, my mother-in-law, she had a reading, and then you brought me up in a reading and told her something that I haven't told anybody. So I know you're the real deal, and I want to know what's on these cards. Mm -hmm. And you just go, okay, baby, sit back. (laughs) So then you start flipping over this whole deck of cards and going through like the wedding I'm getting ready to go through, um, some crazy stuff in my past. And then you look in the middle of the cards and you go, is there something you're still mad at your dad about? And I was like, no, I love my dad. We're great, we have a great relationship. And you're like, okay, go back to like, eight, nine, 10 years old. And again, like recapping that far back, I hadn't done forever. And I was like, I don't even think I can think back that far. And then immediately, like my dog Diamond popped out. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay, yeah, so I lost a puppy when I was younger and at the time I 100% blamed my dad and I didn't say anything because I was too distraught about her death. And you're like, okay, okay, good. Now go to the night that the angel came to visit you in your room and I was like, the angel. And I looked at you and I went, that is no angel. That was Jesus Christ himself. And you're like, I see where you are. Slow down, we're getting there. And I was like, Okay, right? Because I still had that, like, Christian, like, fight uh-huh. thing. I was like, you, you say his name. You say his name correctly. Um, and you're like, just, you know, recap. Tell me about it. So I'm like, okay, there's the window. It, The room gets so bright, like, blinding with your eyes closed bright. And then all of a sudden, like, this big orb glows to me. And then right in front of me, my sweet childlike self looks up, and it's Jesus. And we're telepathically talking to each other and you know it's that all-encompassing love that everybody talks about i didn't have to have a near death experience Mm -hmm. for it just being in his radius and seeing him the way that i was taught he looks Mm -hmm. like right um just over there and he's got he's got her wrapped up in what looks like the towel that he was wrapped up when they killed him and then um he's like telepathically I brought you something and he pulls it back and it's my dog and she's all clean and she's like cuddling into Jesus and he pulls my covers back and he puts my dog in my bed with me and he pulls it back up and he's like she's gonna stay with you from now on. And I woke up the next day, it's the same thing I did when I saw my dead grandma. Mm-hmm. I ran down the stairs like it was Christmas Day and I woke up my parents and I said, Jesus was in my room last night. Jesus Christ came to visit me. And they didn't really know what to do with that, <laughs> which I don't blame at all. I don't know what I would do <laughs> if Monroe came to tell me that Jesus was in her room. I'd probably be like, Tom, I said hi. Um, however, that was handled between them. Like, I still, I know that that got tucked back in my head mm-hmm. because, like, I had nobody to share the experience with. Until I'm sitting in Wichita, Kansas in 2019, two weeks before my wedding, having a spiritual awakening. And you literally, I shouldn't say you, but like you're sent that information and then you're telling me it. And I'm on the line of this has to be true based on my experiences, but there's no way this woman would know any of that. I forgot that I was mad at him over it. So the education that I got in your reading just then was amazing. It was like the fastest 20 minutes of my life. I found so many things out about the last six weeks of my life, like how things were going to go, all of this stuff. And then you like look at me and you're like tapping on the cards, like, Is there any any other questions you have? Like, I know I do have <laughs> questions, but the fact that you're looking at me, like calling me on poker, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I got a couple of questions, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> which will keep those off the record. Yeah. But every reading like that, you're like, dude. Do you have anything else you want to ask? I was like, oh, I didn't, I couldn't ask you for any more. You just give me so much. <laughs> you really do.
1: I give a lot of information. In a really, like... Concise time. Concise time. Well, I'm a double Saggy. So double Saggies so don't mess around. They're oh. very... They like a little tack i lack an Aquarius and I
0: a Sagittarius... What is it?
1: Moon sign? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my moon sign is Sag. Yeah, my... my uh, home, well, my moon sign is cancer. So What's your know, rising? I don't know. Mm, we're going to look remember. that up before
0: we leave. Yeah, because yeah, mine's Leo,
1: so just mm-hmm. right rah- 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 mm-hmm. when I walk into your room. Okay.
0: Yeah. What a surprise, right? Yeah. So I have a few questions. I know, okay. like, your gift is definitely your gift. I do think it is, like, a supreme direct line from St. Jude. Um, I've never met a reader like you, nor do I ever want to, because I think it is specifically Joe Flowers, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But if I were getting into the same experiences that you did, where you looked at the cards and you saw something, and then your religious programming prior, and the way that you were brought up, they're like, you don't touch those cards. So when you went home, your mom could have easily been like, this is why we don't. We don't touch cards because what you were connecting with were demons.
1: Well, I asked her why it wasn't allowed. She goes, because I knew you had the gift. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I didn't want it to influence you at an early age. That's why when I do fairs, I don't read for no kids under 16.
0: That's a good idea. I don't read for kids. Because I
1: I don't want to influence. I don't want them being at 21. I got to call my psychic. No, 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 no. No, no, no. At 16, they more or less know their path.
0: Yeah. You know.
1: So... So I was brought up like I was normal, like everybody did what I did. Everybody knew what I you know, could do what I do, and everybody could see spirits. Like I, I was having tea parties with my spirits at the age of three.
0: Yeah, see, and there's a lot of people that don't grow up that way, that yeah. they have a lot of
1: conditioning yeah. to break through before their senses can really yeah. come online. So I was growing up, I, it was uh, second nature to me. Mm-hmm. I was a church secretary in the 80s, and... The priest, rest his soul, my favorite priest, but he rest his soul, uh, came to me. I was in the rectory, counting the money, and he goes, Josephine. I hear you're a psychic. I went, oh, there goes my job, right, part time job. And I said, yes, Father, I am. And he goes, hmm. I said, if you're getting any problems from the congregation about it, that I'm a psychic because I started practicing more by then. I said, let me know, and I'll resign. I said, you know, you get another choice. He looked at me and said, I'm a big boy. I can handle that. I just want to know who's going to win the World Series.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And I went, no, I can't tell you that. Why not? I got a bet with my housekeeper. I said, no, no.
0: No. I can't
1: tell you that. Right. He goes, okay, fine.
0: Which I do know and there he are readers out it. there that they'll, yeah. they'll do money, stocks, yeah. all he, that. But he
1: accepted it, mm-hmm. you know.
0: That's a, I love open-mindedness yes. people in religion yeah. that don't demonize everything outside yeah. of their beliefs. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've ran into a, a handful, plenty of them. But even like I said, I wasn't baptized Catholic, but we grew up Catholic for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then when you're like, oh, I'm Catholic, there's a lot of things I um, enjoy about it and I like it. And there's other things that I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that's not for me.
1: Yeah.
0: And the saints are the biggest things for me. Yeah. Like I said, Christopher travels with me, Jesus travels with me, and St. Anthony has returned so many of my mm-hmm. priceless rings.
1: You know, when I need something, I just ask St. Jude. Mm-hmm. It's just like when I go to the fairs, I ask him to help me with the fairs, bring me people that need my help.
0: You know, Maybe I'll start doing it because this is the first, like, longest time I'll be reading. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it for two days from 10 to 7. Mm-hmm.
1: and. You this, see, when I do circles... But this was years ago. They would ask for prosperity. Mm-hmm. You know, you raise your hand. I never raised mine. I kept mine to the side. And I always was between Thomas and Devon, and they knew better than to raise my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I never raised my hand asked for prosperity or any abundance, prosperity. I kept my hands down. And one time, Thomas says, Joe, you keep your hands down. I said, I don't ask for prosperity. I asked for, for people to come to me that need my help, that need my assistance. Mm-hmm. Went, oh. I've had complaints on me because I was just charging 20 bucks to promoters promoters would say that's just Joe leave her alone I had one psychic rest her soul that we had the affairs in Wichita and she would come up to my table are you still charging 20 I said yes and she would "Well, that's just being stupid she'd walk away well, one time she came to me and I had a client. And you know I have a little wit of sense of humor with me. Mm-hmm. And she came up and said, are you still charging 20? I said, yes. Well, Joe, you could get 80 bucks. You could get 75.50. And I said, you know what? You need to buy some wood, make a bridge, and get over it. Because I'm not char- <laughs> going to change my price. Right. <laughs> the lady that was my client, she started to get up, and I just pushed my hand out of her and told her, just sit, just sit. And uh, she she kind of huffed and puffed and, hmm. and walked away. But my client says, "I was gonna get up and slap that." I said, "No, no, 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 no."
0: Oh my gosh! I said, "No, so I feel like honey. We're, we're blessed. We're protected. Said, we are." You, you know, I
1: said, "No, no." I said, "It's okay."
0: Do you know anything about Enoch? Mm. Okay. So I remember one time at one of the fairs, a couple of fairs ago, um, I started. I was able to start seeing. The guides stand behind people. Mm-hmm. It was like flowing in and out, kind of like when that yellow stuff on oh, yeah. you, you're like, this doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. But <laughs> okay, I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to check for that. Um, but I told you that I saw like, big person behind you and like two people on the side, but I had no idea who they were. I knew that they were just guides. Mm -hmm. I knew that St. Jude was your guide, but it wasn't Saint Jude was behind you. So I sent my other friend who can actually identify people Mm -hmm. with his third eye and he came back and he goes, Enoch is behind her. He goes, she has a couple other like smaller angels that will come and do like some biddings for St. Jude. He goes, but Enoch's with her right now. And I go, well, that just validates the hell out of why I asked you to go look at her. Because while I, you were giving me a reading, mm-hmm. I started seeing them behind you. And then oh. I was like, well, who are you? And then they showed me Barry, the guy that I had go check you mm-hmm. out, him in the hospital bed when he, I think he got into a car accident, mm. and Enoch was rubbing the back of his head.
1: Oh. And then
0: like he was like recovered miraculously. He wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to recover at all. So I'm sitting here playing Pictionary, trying to remember all my uh-huh. notes of, like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, I'm, I'm receptive. I'm opening. I just want to make sure I get the right yep. message. Um, and, like, literally, they're like, that's Enoch. We're showing you Enoch with Barry. Go get Barry. Mm-hmm. Barry will confirm everything. Mm-hmm. So he came back, and I was like, okay, like, if he tells me it's Enoch, I just, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's all real. It's happening again. Yep. Okay, it's happening. Um so that happened, and I didn't know if you ever actually did any research on it or just know anybody else that's around you. I know you give a lot of your credit to being with St.
1: Jude, yeah, especially all the things. Yeah, my mom's usually around, Yeah, I have other angels, mm-hmm. you know, and I can feel, I've had people tell me, you know, Jill, you're the only one that kind of has a globe around her. I said, oh, well, I, I always protect myself. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Nice little. And then the, I've had a lot of clients say, you know, what you do readies your eyes change color. Does it go green or blue? No, Joe, they go darker. I went, Oh, that's nice.
0: Well maybe the channel yeah. changes, you yeah. know, <laughs> the frequencies just like yeah.
1: <laughs> you never know.
0: Um, do you ever get nervous? I mean probably not after fifty six years, but do you ever get nervous when you get messages and you wanna make sure, like your mom said, like tell the truth and don't use no, the cards to gain anything? I don't I've
1: never after ten years of doing it, I've never stopped second-guessed it. Mm -hmm. So when I hit 30, I just tell it like it is.
0: Yeah. Well, I do love that because I feel like um, with me coming out more into the public and doing it, I don't want to do it as a full-time profession either. Mm -hmm. Like I just want to send me the people that I'm actually able to help. There's been people that have asked me for readings and I'm like, you actually don't need me. Mm -hmm. You actually need to go over here and talk to this person instead. I think I, they sent you to me so then I could, you know, throw mm-hmm. you into the network. Because I am a spiritual plug, mm-hmm. I like to think.
1: I've I I've had people, I love those skeptics, and I love people that dare me to tell me tell them something that nobody knows. Mm. I had one gentleman, oh, this was probably 40 years ago. He dared me, and he was with his best friend. And I told him what I saw. He got up, slammed the table, and walked off. His friend didn't even know. That he, he had that secret. Dang. And I told him, well, he dared me. And when people dare me, I said, are you sure you're going to do that? Yes. I said, are you real positive that you want to dare me? Yes. And you really want the answer? Yes. I asked him three times. Right. One, two, three. Yeah. And when they do, I said, sit down. <laughs> so do you, I
0: guess I want to know what it feels like for you. Do you do
1: any just high energy?
0: Yeah. But I mean I can I can tell the difference between like you and channeling, Mm -hmm. right? I mean it all fluently sounds like you, but then there's a higher yeah, Yeah. higher frequency or you're just like all right do you yeah. do you need anything else yeah <laughs> you know because i hate for people to think that you get like taken over and channeling oh, no, and, like no. you are not there it's like you are a hundred
1: yeah, yeah you're a hundred percent conscious yeah. two years ago i started doing channeling sessions i have a friend that does a uh, ghost tours llc she's a ceo oh wow and she's no Yo, you just channeling i said i've never done it just try it i did and i'm going well that's a new door so, do you
0: like the door, though? Yes.
1: Yes. I like it. You do like yeah. it. I, I did presentations at the Wichita Fair for a while. hmm The first one I had PowerPoint, I had photos. I had the whole kit of kombudo. hmm Went in there, and people started talking to me, the spirits. So I said, excuse me, I did not use anything. I've never taken it. And when I do present. I just leave it at home. I just go in, like I did here, just go in and start. Mm-hmm. And I start channeling, and it's just really different.
0: Yeah, if anybody has any channeling in their range of Mm -hmm. giftage, I would say I always ask everybody how it feels for them because everyone literally experiences all this different, like psychic mediums. There's so many different ways that you can receive Mm -hmm. messages divinely. And you don't have to consider yourself a psychic medium. I don't consider myself a psychic medium. I love using the clear senses terminology. Mm -hmm. I love thinking of them as a extra muscle that I get to work and exercise, just like I like doing yoga and Mm -hmm. Pilates and trying to eat good all the time. (laughs) Trying. Um, So it's always interesting to hear, especially you, 56 years of readings. It really is just a one-of-a-kind for you. You reading off the cards. Um, I wanted to mention something. So the laser that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So I have seen death in people before or mm-hmm. smelt the sulfur on people before. And,
1: um, well, I, I see auras and uh, when somebody's really sick, I can see that their time is short.
0: Yeah, but you're, I mean, again, you don't get like no. dates and like see no. how
1: it happens or anything no. like that. No. So I choose not to, that was taken away.
0: I got pings is mm-hmm. the best way that I could say. Um, I picture it like, a, like I have a bubble around me and a mm-hmm. certain sound wave or frequency pings up against me as I'm getting the vision mm-hmm. in my head. And um, I know from a strange morbid familiarity that it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, do I want that to go away? Like, am I actually going to utilize that? And I'm like, I would never utilize that in a reading. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one to tell you when the Grim, the Grim Reaper is showing up. Yeah,
1: him. and no psychic should.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think so, no, no, whether I've seen it or not, which I can't see like,
1: oh, December 23rd. Yeah, no. I had a, when I was 59, the psychic came to me, told me, if you're going to have surgery, you'll die on the table at 60. And I went, really? Well, you know, when you put a thought in your head, it's sometimes hard to get out. Yeah. So I'm getting to be 60. I had a doctor's appointment, and it was regarding my heart. And uh, I I told my doctor, I said, you know, do you believe in psychics and things like that? Yes, I do, Joe. I said, well, good, because I'm one. I'm a psychic medium, a little bit of everything. And she went, yes. I said, well, I had this other psychic tell me that I was going to die at 60. And she looked at me, I said, I know, I know. I feel good, I feel healthy. She said, would you like for me just to do a CAT scan on your heart and everything? I said, yes. For free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish, thank God for insurance. And uh, she said, I'll do a three-dimensional. I said, okay, electrocardiogram. I went, okay. She called me and said, Joe, your heart is healthy. You're gonna be here for quite a while. Well, I turned 60, now I'm 76 on oh, you know, 77 so yeah, i would say i'm i'm here for quite a while yeah you are but
0: it still blows my mind that you're 76 years old and your <laughs> spirit is as freaky as an 18 year old that just got let out of ho- let out of the house for oh the first exactly time. like i'm not even going to mention the stuff that we talked about before we hit record but if we were the same age and ran around back in the we'd, day be, we'd have to have a bales
1: bondsman's oh my 911 gosh. call yes yeah. Yeah, one of us would have to marry oh, the bail yeah, bondsman. Yeah. Well, my husband was in, is a law enforcement when I first met him because if you ever get in trouble, don't call me. My well, dad said the same says, thing. He said, because if you get in trouble, you stay there. I said, oh, honey, don't worry. I got a list of people I can call. Mm hmm. Well, I think my
0: dad said, "I'll bail you out once," so you better make it good. And then my stepmom would hit him, and she goes, "No, we don't bail kids out." Yeah. But my dad was also in law enforcement, yeah. so he's just like, "You know better." Yeah. I'm like, I know, I know better, yeah. but there's this thing called peer pressure and curiosity mm-hmm. and stupidity. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: I just call them life lessons, epiphanies, and karma now. Mm-hmm. But back yeah. in the day, it was a stupidity. Yeah, it was stupidity. And yeah. after
1: that. our fifth date, I uh, I asked George to go with me to a friend's birthday party. Now these friends don't hold secrets. So I thought they're going to let him know I'm a psychic. And then we were going on our 5th month of of dating and I said I need to tell you something before we go to this party next week. He goes, "What's that?" I said, "I'm a psychic." He goes, "Oh, I could learn from that." I looked at him. "Oh. Okay." So I didn't say no more. We went to the party. And uh, I didn't tell him how old I was yet. Okay. Because like I said, talking with you earlier, I'm a cougar. I always like younger men. because The old ones can't keep up with me. So I, uh, we went to the party and I said, oh, by the way, on the way, to, I said, my real age, it was in 94, I think it was 48, it, I'm 48 or something. It was, I was in my 40s. And, yeah, because he was 38. I said, I'm 48. And he goes, yeah, I know. I went, what? He says, I ran your license.
0: Oh my God. Well, he's a law I enforcement. Love it. He
1: says, yeah, your birthday is such and such. You have brown hair. Uh, no felonies. No felonies. Surprisingly. There's no warrants on you. You've never had a warrant. You don't have any garnishments, nothing. You're clean. And I went, you ran my license? He goes, yep. I went, and I'm all clear. He goes, yep, if you wouldn't, you've had handcuffs on you right now.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: I went. Oh. So that's when I he, I knew he knew I was forty eight. Yeah. So whatever my friends told me, I thought,
0: eh. Ah. So they, what was it like for him, like meeting you, and then you're like, yeah, I'm a
1: psychic medium. He's like, cool. Yeah. He said I could learn from that. He's Japanese American, so they believe in the spirituality mm-hmm. of the soul and the essence and all that. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's not too far fetched to no, think that we can Buddhist. talk to anybody yeah, on this.
1: I'm Catholic. He's a Buddhist.
0: Your husband, Buddhist? Yeah, oh, I love him even more now. <laughs> Literally, I thought if there mm-hmm. was a religion that I would probably follow, it would probably be
1: Buddhism. Yeah, me too. That yeah. or Jewish.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff that they were doing too. But anyway, I yeah, just, I'm, maybe so. I'm down with the robe and stuff too. But that is so cool.
1: Yeah, I'm learning so, what so else, much yeah. today. I know what. but yeah, it it was neat.
0: Um, so as far as people, like are everyone just go Oh, that's so cool you're a psychic medium or did you have pushback with people that were like?
1: When I had my store, I had my store for 17 years here in Topeka. I had people come in and they see me reading cards. They would actually run out of the store and they thought right away it was witchery. Yes. Yeah. So I've encountered that. I just, as they run out of the store, I tell St. Jude, don't trip them, be nice. And Don't God bless them. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I said, and God bless them. Yeah. I have people that wouldn't even come to the store because of my two black cats. So, do you feel like a lot of that has lifted now that
0: we're far past that? I feel I hate to really call it new age because all all yeah. of this is so much well, older. Uh, but there's such a revival. Yeah, in I the think ancients. people are going
1: more to the alternative yes. side, and I think that's good. Not just in health, but also in spirituality. Yeah, in spirituality. Yeah. You know, I think they're opening up more, which is good. I'm trusting their own intuition, Yeah, because there's four roads in life. There's just not the black and white. Mm -hmm. There's also the gray and the brown. So there's four roads in life. So.
0: When we're done, you can tell me which one I'm on right now, but you do not spill the beans on my show.
1: (laughs) damn it. Damn
0: it. (laughs) I have had a card reading on... On an episode before and it was nice but I enjoy ours I've had mm-hmm. five
1: yeah I think so right and yeah. I enjoy you folks Ugh.
0: oh yes yes which I will call my father when we are done and let him know how much mm-hmm. you love him yes for everybody that's listening Joe loves my dad I do loves him so much <laughs> Okay, before we get wrapped up, I'm mm-hmm. um, pretty sure I have a couple questions for you. Okay. And then as soon as I say one, it might run away from okay. me. So do you have any advice out there for anybody that is struggling to accept their gift right now?
1: You have to have the faith to know that God puts you where you're supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God gives you what you're supposed to have.
0: I like that. Okay. And do you you just do in-person readings and you travel oh, to Oh, I do fairs. phone readings. Oh, you can do phone I readings cover, too? I cover, I think,
1: every state except Alaska now. Mm. So I even do phone readings from Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I do phone readings.
0: So they can get a hold of you through your Facebook page?
1: Yeah, through Joe Salahar or okay. Joe Flowers. Whichever one comes up.
0: I'll I'll link yeah. it for them yeah. so they can get to you quick. I wasn't aware that you did phone readings too, so I'm glad that I can yeah. put that service out so there. I, can,
1: I do phone readings. They have to call me and, and I'll tell them what they need to do, how to get in touch with me with mm-hmm. the phone reading. I also do limpias, which means cleansings. I tell also me more about cleansings. this. I do the old Mexican way.
0: Tell me more about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I take a, I clean up your aura. I clean up any negativity that people puts on you. I can actually tell you where people have entered um, into you to get you into a negative side. Mm-hmm. I did one on my husband. And uh, after a affair, there was some things that went on in the affair that he was at. And I took it out, and it was a little splinter with blood on it. I've taken worms out. I've taken uh, literally moving like little snakes in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's it's been really interesting. How did you come about doing cleansings? Well, because I was visiting my grandma and grandpa, and my grandma was an old gypsy. She always wore her head bandanas and a a flooring skirt. She would pass by you, and it was like a breeze would right by you. And she was doing one, and she had a beaded curtain, and I was peeking through it, and she looked at me. She pointed at me and said, come here. She pointed to the chair for me to sit, and I saw her doing it. Then after she was done, she told me to stay there. She came back in the room, got done with the lady, came back in the room and told me, this is how you do it. This is what shows. Because when I was 10 months old or 11 months old, my mom and my dad went to Topeka. He saw his parents was my grandma and grandpa. And there was a lady that came to the house, and she gave me the evil eye. On their way home, I became sleepy. I became legeric. Um, Was not me? So my dad turned me around, turned the car around, came back to Topeka, and my grandma did a cleansing on me. And the egg that she used became hard, a hard, hard egg. Does it trap it in there um, when they're
0: cleansing it? Yeah, but how do you the, get rid of it?
1: Well, after I do the cleansing, I crack the egg, read it, mm-hmm. and then I tell you how to get rid of it. Because once I trap it. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not going to like pop back out. No, and then I tell you what to do with it.
0: This is so interesting. I didn't know that you did that, too. Yeah. And I love that you were taught from family like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, friends, if you're listening (laughs) into all of our Joe Flowers short stories today, you can get a cleansing, and she does online phone readings, which I didn't know that. No, not online. Not online, no, but like phone. over the phone. I tried the computer. You can,
1: I couldn't get nothing.
0: Oh, don't worry about yeah. the computer. I just want people to know that if they go to your Facebook page, that's oh, how yes. they can get a hold of yes, you. most definitely. Yeah. That's wonderful. Do you have any closing remarks, any last stories that you want
1: to fit in for us? No, I think I've always appreciated my gift. Mm-hmm. Um when I between twenty and twenty five, I learned more about myself during that time. At thirty is when I really blossomed, and accepted wholeheartedly what God gave me. Mm-hmm. How are you able to do that though? Like,
0: how are you able to get past the, I guess, the insecurity of it, the
1: wondering how to use it, making sure that you stay humble with it. Well, I remember what my mom told me, mm-hmm. and starting doing fairs, I see the people dropping off that worked in the light, then all of a sudden they did not work in the light. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be one of them Yeah. because I enjoyed helping people. Mm-hmm. So once you enjoy doing what you do, it's my joy. Mm-hmm. And once you have that joy, it's easy to accept.
0: Okay, you just reminded me of another story from my reading. So I will say this because I, ever since I was a kid, I, I love helping people, but I don't love people telling me how to help people. Right. Right. Um, so it's like, oh, I'd love to go do this, but then like the event organizer is just a
1: troll. Mm-hmm. So I'm like,
0: I'm. This is not joyful for me. I'm here to help well, people. And I, I do
1: fairs that are joyful. Yes. And there's fairs that I don't do. Anybody, especially new fairs, I don't care. I mm-hmm. go visit the vendors. Mm-hmm. And I go visit other oh, psychics. Oh, of sunshine. Yeah, I go visit the other psychics. And I also you know? come and like, I'm like, are
0: you okay? Yeah. Do you have water? <laughs> Does anybody be mean to you? I'll kick someone's ass for you. Jim. I love you. I come and check on you all the time. You're one of my favorite parts about the show. But the thing that you said to me, I had just gotten another job in the industry that you had told me to leave like four months ago, Mm -hmm. but I was just pregnant. So I was like towing the line for my family and like making money for Mm -hmm. my baby that was coming into the world. And... (laughs) Again, I love how sarcastic you are with your messages (laughs) because I'm like, I always wanna like let people down easy and you're like, I'm just a channel. So I was like, yeah, I just got this job here. Like I'm really excited about it. And you look at the cards and you go, "Um, pretty sure we talked about this. You're not supposed to be doing that, but you know, you have free will. So again, I'm just gonna say this. You are meant to serve people. You have trained enough in the serving people field now it's time for you to go serve their hearts, okay? So whatever pathway that means for you, you go. And then you just pick the cards up and look at me. Because I was like, I knew that you'd kind of be disappointed that I got the same job that I also want to leave. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm... I'm towing the line for my family right now. I'm going to do it for like two years, and then I'm going to get out of it, Mm -hmm. man. It's going to be fine. But I always remember I'll be driving along feeling like a little insecure about, Mm -hmm. am I just going crazy? No, I'm not going crazy. Look at all these experiences we've had. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, Joe did tell me to serve their hearts. And that does really bring me joy. Joy,
1: yeah. And you have to find your joy. too. Yeah, you have to find your joy. Mm -hmm. You also uh, need to realize that people have their own path. Mm -hmm. You can't change their outcome. Mm-hmm. And even when you're close to people and if they go through something tragic, you can't change their outcome. Teach it their is own. what it is. Yeah. They wrote it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I
0: love that I have your story on here and all the short stories of all the people that you've helped. And just like the advice piece of it and trying to understand what it feels like with using mm-hmm. your body as a conduit and all the people that you do have. And it energizes to. me. Mm-hmm.
1: Other people get just worn down. Mm-hmm. The more I have, busy I am, the more I'm energized. In my heyday, which you would have loved, mm. uh, in my 30s and 40s. If we reincarnate, after, let's do after it together. A, <laughs> got it. After a fair, we go out dancing. Oh, man. And drinking it. Having a good time. I need a little bit of vodka yeah. and a little bit of tequila if mm-hmm. you want me to dance. Yeah.
0: I will say that. I'm not good at it. I need breakfast oh, I afterwards. To if I ever, get a little when I can't Mally. dance,
1: that's when I'm old. No, I think dancing will always keep you young. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. But always remember, God always puts us where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I love it. And
0: thank you so much
1: for coming on no today No problem. Sharing thank you story. so much for traveling the two hours to come and see me. Oh,
0: I love road trips. Good and the dear. fact that I was driving to you, I was like, do you remember what the first time I met this woman, did you ever think, you know, like almost five years later mm-hmm. that I'd be sitting in your business interviewing you? There you go. I never saw it, but I'm so glad we're here.
1: Yes, same here.
0: But we're going to go ahead and get off here because Joe yeah. has now a cleansing and a reading to do for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And thank you so much. And my blessings are always with you, my girl. Mm,
0: Yeah, even when you pass on, we do need to decide what you're going to come and
1: be to show up. Well, I'm going to be a little bit taller. Yeah. I'm going to have more of a little butt.
0: I know you're probably going to trip me, (laughs) which is fine. Just Uh make sure somebody stops it. Yeah. Oh,
1: one thing you also people have to learn that we don't have failures in life. They're lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. We do not get broken. I hate women. I said I'm broken. No, we get fractured. Mhm. But we don't get broken. Yeah, it's and people like, need to remember that. Our failures are lessons. We don't get broken, we get fractured. And we come back stronger. You got it.
0: I love it. Well, I love you to pieces. You're one of my favorite people in the whole entire world and I just want to thank you so much for coming on my show. Well,
1: same here, baby.
0: But before we get out of here, Vitality Exposed is going to bring us an Unlike Saturn Clip. And honestly, the title escapes me, so just enjoy it and I will link it below. (laughs) Love you guys.
1: This is the Hoosier Media Network, your home for podcasting.